And the real hero was K-pop stands? <laughs> what? kind of seems that what? way. Yeah, I know, right? What kind of fan fiction is this? <laughs> Where, when does I, Harry Styles show up? Yeah, right? <laughs> it's just about right now, you know? <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, he's he's pretty active, isn't he? He's got I a lot so. of tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Why um, these pretty little boys run out to get a bunch of tattoos right away? I, have, I think I answered my own I, question. I, okay, all right. <laughs> I think I answered my own question. <laughs> like, D- Justin Bieber looks like a thing of silly putty that's been rode hard and put away wet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, right? You know when you're, you're a long Sunday afternoon and picking up all the comics yep. on your silly putty? Yep. And then you start playing with that hoop that with the stick? Mm-hmm. I'm a little older than maybe some of the listeners of the show. There's a thing <laughs> called silly putty. Nah, don't worry about it. The point is... <laughs> K-pop stands came out of nowhere to yes. help out with this whole thing. Yeah. Because there was Blackout Tuesday and there was like Whiteout Wednesday, which is, first of all, I guess that's the move you make. It seems mm-hmm. like lazy marketing. Yeah. And then K-pop stands flew in and were like, yeah, so we're just going to post about supporting black lives and also some funky K-pop music. Yes. And then use a hashtag that has nothing to do with it to drown out the noise. And the best part is, this is how powerful and big like the K-pop lobby is. Destroyed them. I know. I mean, there's a lot of people who are on the wrong side of history in this country. A very small percentage of those, I think, are the loudest, you know, um, racist voices on Twitter. Mm -hmm. But sure, just a couple K-pop fans who are like, that doesn't seem right. Obliterated. Yeah, right. (laughs) Just a bunch of Korean faces all over the place, which was... uh, it's pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. And it's a positive story to come out of all of this. So, um... I wish I had started the show with the K-pop music. <laughs> Instead of an old roots rock racist. I don't know if he's, he's not racist. But uh, maybe we'll do some a little later in the show. The Sounds show good. that we're talking about is the Just Enough Trope podcast. I'm your host, Caliban. Joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Ikan Hana. We're here to report all the news that's fit to cast... In the world of nerdy entertainment. That's right. That is right. <laughs> a little late there. Oh, sorry. On that, that's right. Watch your ass. Whoa. Uh, and we'll also be talking about a comic book today. Now, as you may or may not remember, because just day to day, just day to day in 2020, who can remember anything? Yeah, fair. But Wonder Woman 1984 was supposed to come out this weekend. Mm. Good setting. Good year for the setting. Weird implication in the title yeah well which i wonder what we're what we're doing what are we doing i don't know does i think maxwell lord who is the hero or hero whoa out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh i think i was just thinking about the fact that it's pedro pascal playing him so he'll always be the hero oh to sure me yeah, yeah yeah i thought kingsman 2 was about a guy with a whip um <laughs> I haven't seen Kingsman, I don't care. I I haven't either. This is just material. Uh, But uh, yeah, he was the bad guy, uh, a bad guy, Maxwell Lord, Mm -hmm. who is both a um, sort of representation of um, a a corporate, you know, a business bad guy in the way that uh, Lex Luthor often is, uh, but also a um, a, a guy with uh, mental abilities. He's Mm -hmm. a a control, he's literally a mastermind. Sure. And so... um, he has a confrontation with Wonder Woman that we should have read for this, but instead we read something that was Mika's suggestion. It was not my 
my suggestion. But as far as the 1984 thing goes, I think that he is going to get... Here's my prediction for the movie. Spoilers, because this will definitely happen. He gets some kind of artifact or object that either gives him mental powers or increases his mental powers. Now he's controlling people with magic powers from his mind. And that's what 1984 was about, right? I'm thinking maybe (laughs) just set it in the 80s. Why, why because call you've it got 84, the set because right. you got the set from Stranger Things. Why make connections that. to 1984? That's that's frivolous. No, that's a, that's a very um, valid point. And to be completely honest, one that I had not made the connection to before, even though I've read 1984. So why wouldn't I think? Huh? Wondering about 1984. What the heck? Um, because. You do anything with that year, and you're going to connect it to um, that story. So yeah, Cheetah's not trying to put anybody in the memory hole, or no. you know, or tear down Airstrip One, or something no. like that. Yeah, it's don't. Why? Because people are controlled, man. We're controlling people, and all it takes is a chick in a bathing suit <laughs> to, to throw her headgear. And I it's mean, solved. It's like it's literally. Let's do the commercial again. I'm amazed they haven't done this. Where. Gal Gadot runs in with the sledgehammer and then throws it through the thing, right. the TV, and it blows up. Right. What am I talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> Why to say right honest. then? Why say Sorry. right? Sorry. The Apple commercial. I, Folks, I you're going to listen. Okay. You're going to listen to Mika okay. and Hannah watching the Apple commercial okay. Sorry. on the air. I, so I thought. No, no, you can't talk while you watch the Apple commercial. Well, uh, all right. Fair. Um, we'll skip, I'll try not to hit we'll my skip, mic that much we'll as skip, we do this. Yeah, you'll fail. We'll skip through it uh, uh, real fast. Okay. It was a Super Bowl commercial, and it was announcing the Macintosh computer, which... Nine, nine years ago. Okay. <sighs> it's probably changed some stuff, but it was honestly not all that great. And see, these people, look at the lives. They're, they're oppressed. They don't like this. It's no. very gray. Whoa, what's that? Was that American Gladiator? <laughs> Is she wearing a bra? And so it's this came out in 84, right? They, they got to get this girl. And then there's the okay. our fearless leader. There's probably a story about who plays the guy on the screen. I don't remember who it is. We're all going to we're all trapped. It kind of reminds see, me of Running Man. You're trapped. Yeah. I guess. Uh, we're, you're, you're trapped in the old world of PC computing. But all that's going to change because this chick from Hooters stopped off at Ace Hardware. The, the and she's got a way. hammer. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And she's going to let go of the hammer yeah. and break the screen. The revolution begins now. You will be able to grow hair again. Also, all of the On January 24th, are men. Apple Computer will introduce Macintosh. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like, scare quotes, 1984. Wow. Fast forward 40 years. Uh, we control everything you do. Yeah. You can't install anything. You can't fix your own computer. Welcome to 1984. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Your phone has water damage? We can't fix that for you. But would you like to buy a new phone? Would you like to step into this cannon that we'll shoot you out of? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. I thought that we were doing a Wonder Woman comic because of uh, the recent things that have come out with the Trump administration saying... That they were going to put Antifa. Greece? <laughs> no, they were going to put Antifa on the terrorist list. But that, no, no, we were, no. <laughs> okay, all right. Does this comic have anything to do with that? No. Okay, there you go. See, this, we'll talk about this when we get to the Wonder Woman segment, but what even would that be? What's the Wonder Woman terrorism story? 
It doesn't I exist. Don't know. I, yeah, right. So rest assured, we don't usually do this, but we are doing a comic next week. We'll just do our announcement right now. Okay. A comic by writer Alice Cott. Good luck spelling it, but maybe okay. Google will fill it in for you. Okay. The comic is a 12-issue miniseries called Days of Hate, and it is essentially about, you know, the aftermath of the Second American Civil War. Um, okay. The quote-unquote good guys are terrorists, and it's it's complicated. Okay. It's complicated. Okay. But it is good. Li- mm, that's good literature. <laughs> and so we're going to uh, read it for that reason. But it was a little long uh, to sort of get organized for this weekend. And plus, it's Wonder Woman time. So instead, instead, we read a Wonder Woman one shot from 2002 called Wonder Woman. Watch me blow this. The Hikatea. Yeah. The Hikatea. The Hikatea. The yeah, I'm assuming that's correct. Somebody buttonhole Greg Greco and see if he can say it. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay? If he can't say it, then we're all off the hook. It's Greg Greco's first work on Wonder Woman. Although he would go on to write many Wonder Woman stories. Yeah. Or a fair number, at least. Yeah. And the artist is J.G. Jones, a guy who had been around, but also this is when he started to really kind of break out and see a lot of J.G. Jones stuff out there. Okay. So we'll talk about that when we get there. Yes. All things considered... How you doing? Uh, all things considered, I'm doing okay. Um, hanging in there. Um, <laughs> this is so general. You literally live in the epicenter of a revolution in America right now. Yeah. You live in, on Boston Green, 2020. Yes. Um, yes, I do. Um, the cup heard round the world. Wow. It's uh, so weird. It's so weird because we just made – it's so weird. I mean, it's just what it is, right? I mean, people are probably like, hey, you want to have a po- picnic on Boston Green? Sure. The next week, <laughs> I don't want to – let's go, let's go to Lexington Green instead. Whoa. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. I think I'm getting this mixed up. But anyway, the point is is that we used to make jokes about cup foods all the time because it's, it's cup foods. Instead of wow, where'd they come up with that name? Cub Foods, yeah, <laughs> which is a big grocery store. Well, we can't tell those jokes are. anymore. Yeah, but, no. uh, I would trade those jokes uh, for the end to police brutality any day. Yes, I would too. So here's open. Uh, yeah. Boston Common. Sorry. Okay. Lexington Green, Boston Common. Okay. So like, hey, you want to go down to Boston Common see if they've got you know the farmers markets open? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Let's go have a picnic on Lexington Green. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. I'm not, this couple is like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the American Revolution. <laughs> Sounds like it. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, at what point do you is enough enough that you're like, maybe we should leave? And then their descendants later are like, uh, you know, in the, uh, in the Civil War, they're like, oh, we're going to go on a vacation in Atlanta. It's going to be great. Oh, my God. <laughs> This is just what they did to... Tu- Remember what they did to Tunsis? No. Who's Tunsis? I have no idea. <sighs> Sorry. You're going to hear... Her- no. <laughs> T- Tunsis the driving cat. Tunsis, oh, the, the SNL cat. skit? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But it's just... like I mean, it's like... It's a funny bit. Uh, cat puppets cheat. But yeah. literally, where do you go now? Right. And so they started going like back in history. So it'd be like... Oh, wow. Tunsis is, you know, he's, we've got a new summer uh, house on Krakatoa. Damn. They like sort of build up all this, all these historical events that were terrible. And then <laughs> at the end, you know, Tunsis crashes the carriage of their end or something like that. Oh, my goodness. 
Okay. All right. I mean, cocaine. if you want to keep it's a lot it going, of cocaine. yeah, right. <laughs> Where else do you go? Yeah, <laughs> like you said, it's it's a it's a cat puppet. Um, but the first one is the best because it's just you know they get in the car, and the car crashes, and they're in it. Right? I can't remember. And then he's like, "Oh my god, he cried." Oh, I I thought he could drive. I saw his little paws up in the wheel. I I guess I just assumed that he could drive. <laughs> and then it's like, oh no, there he goes. I guess he can drive. Just not well. <laughs> and that's Toonses the Driving Cat. Should we do the news? Uh, yes. Newses the Driving Cat. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about them newses. Um, yes. It almost feels, I mean, we did this last week, right? I mean, it almost feels like, you know, dirty or just totally vain to talk about wrong to uh, this talk kind about of news uh, when what is going on is going on yeah. but there's still uh, work to be done in the world of pop culture and there's a couple really big stories that i specifically want your input on okay which is good because you're the co-host of this show <laughs> uh, i want to announce uh just off the bat that uh unfortunately kurt thomas who was a world champion gymnast and the star of the famous movie jim kata has died at the age of 64. Okay. All right. That's pretty young. a stroke. Do you know Jim Cotta? I do not. I do not know him at all. Okay. Well, here's the deal. (laughs) Uh, Kurt Thomas was a very skilled uh, uh, gymnast. Um, And his Olympic career was cut short by the the boycott of uh, the Moscow Games in... uh, Okay. In 84. or sure. No, sorry, in 80, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he basically decided to go pro, and then right after that decided to make a movie with, I'm sure it was Canon Films or somebody like that, called Jim Cotta. And the idea is, is that he his skill is gymnastics, and he's called on to infiltrate a, you know, blah, blah. It's like Enter the Dragon, only he's... Uh, He's a gymnast. Okay, and so okay. The, this movie's famous for, he's got a little bit of, like, you know, kung fu skill, but mostly he'd find himself in a town square, and wow, that that uh, watering, uh, that that uh, tying post over there sure looks like a, a hobby horse, you know? <laughs> and like, oh, isn't it weird how those two clothes bars to hang clothes from are uh, set unevenly? <laughs> and then he would just, you know, use... It's sort of like the scene in Lost World where they mention offhandedly that Jeff Goldblum's daughter... Had, you know, won a silver medal in, a, in a gymnastics, and then she takes out a raptor by like doing uneven bars. I don't think I've s- have I seen that. Whoops! Spoiler for the Lost World. Uh, I don't know if I've seen that or not. Skip it. Um, why does it remind? Okay, it's not the same thing exactly, but like in Daredevil, when it's like mentioned, I don't know if they even mentioned that Electra can like do martial arts, but then like the next thing we know, they're doing like martial arts at like the playground and stuff like that but maybe that's not a good example so, the, the 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 dog that wasn't so shaggy in this story is that you're talking about the film the 2003 yes i'm talking film. about the film i'm talking about the okay. really bad film yeah yes yeah no yeah. she literally says at some point because this, that movie hates its audience yeah that she was late for her karate practice oh, or something like okay. that doesn't she all right probably yeah okay all right never but mind. it doesn't matter because their playground fighting i know it's but weird. not like in a cool way no it's not Kick cool at all yeah right <laughs> yeah um so anyway <laughs> all, all this to say uh r.i.p kurt thomas 
Jim Cut is not a good movie, but it is a lot of fun. Okay. All right. It's definitely one of those that if you were, say, doing a bad movie podcast. Yes. Which we don't really do anymore. Look, there's a lot going on. <laughs> uh, you would see it covered on, on stuff like that. Okay. Uh, we were talking about uh, Korean music, and um, yes. one of the biggest stars in Korean music is BTS. Yes. And BTS and their their label, essentially, um, Big Hit Entertainment, are donating a million dollars to Black Lives Matter, which I thought was really nice. That is really nice. That's, that's really cool. Um, I think... Uh, I really like all the positive stories that we're hearing coming out right now. And I think Michael Jackson. Sorry. Go ahead. Jordan. Michael Jordan. Whoa. uh, Is giving a hundred million dollars to Black Lives Matter and to uh, to relief in this in this time. Oh, wow. Now, remember how. Who was it? Let me know so I can shit on them properly. Okay. Remember how we were saying like, oh, was it Target? Target is going to market. Uh, branded face masks or um, who's somebody was making the face mask Disney Disney is going to put their characters on face oh, masks yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they're going to do- donate a million dollars of the proceeds to COVID relief yeah wow a million dollars a million dollars you know what Mickey has in his couch <laughs> and then Michael Jordan's like uh uh-uh. uh help them kids and he's going to give a hundred million dollars of his vast amount. personal fortune. Yeah, I know, but which is kind of like a—is this an apology for the mustache, or is this trying to buy your way into heaven here? But you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Good cause. Um, yeah, I think we need to hear all these positive stories that are coming out now, and I think that the news coverage is not always. They're not always as generous of, of covering stuff like that in, in uh, times of turmoil. Uh, but I think it's important to hear the, these these stories that, that give, uh, you, you know, hope that we can do better and be better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Michael Jordan doing anything is, is news. And Michael Jordan <laughs> giving $100 million away is huge news. So All right. I'd expect that to be covered. But okay. it's pretty cool. All right. Did you know... It's going to be a lot of DC and uh, Warner Brothers uh, news today. Yep. Which is fitting. Mm-hmm. Did you know that when it snowed? No. Did you know that Batwoman, the show that just lost its lead in Ruby Rose, yes. will not be recasting the role of Kate Kane? And what I want to know is... What? What the hell? How can you call yourself Batwoman if you're not going to be recasting Kat Kane? Are they going to say somebody else is... Batwoman? They're going to introduce a new character to be Batwoman. So here's the deal. That progressive stance that you took in Greenlighting a show about a woman, first of all, yes. who's, who's leading her own show yes. on the CW, yes. uh, who is a lesbian. Yes. And I don't know. There's got to be a third leg of the stool. But let's just say, you know. Wasn't it, in the military? <laughs> yeah, that's love that. Yeah, I know. Um, no, just the fact that she is a bat character. Jewish? You know, there there is. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't think they've ever made a big deal about her being Jewish on the show. I don't watch the show, but yeah. nobody said anything about it. And I'm pretty sure that Ruby Rose isn't Jewish. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe so they're gonna. <laughs> you, you lose a lesbian, you gain a Jew. Wow. Maybe I they're gonna cast a Jewish woman. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, dumb. So uh, they're going to recast. So you lose all that. You lose all that goodwill. You lose the whole. No, I'll, I'll get. Uh, look, I'll go with you. Speaking of Greg Rucka, 
I'll give you that. Not that exciting of a character. I don't what, love that woman. And yeah. I don't think anything cool has really been done with Batwoman all that much over her 15 years of life at this point as a character. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she filled a hole in diversity. And yeah. she did that also for the CW. And yes. so now we lose that and you're going to be cast it. And it's just like, what's going on over there? I don't get it. Why would you do this? I don't understand. Just say that her she face got burned off and she had to get reconstructive surgery or something, something. like that. Something. There's lots of things you could say. Or you in, could like, just recast world. a show like they do all the time. Yeah, or recast the entire show. They re- they recast Spock. I think you can recast Batwoman. Yeah, I know. Uh, I agree. And if so. you and I, I hope that they continue to go with the lesbian slash Jewish type thing. Yeah, me too. But if you do that, you're literally just. You know, you're Hogan familying, uh, familying the shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just... I'm not that familiar with Hogan Schmate Schmain. But... Oh, it's Schmate Schmain. And she's a lesbian that was thrown out of the Marines. Right. And she's a Jew or whatever. Right, right, right. And she's got another dad who's... Right, <laughs> right, like... right, right, right. Right. You're just making... You're making not... I can't wait to see season two of Not Batwoman. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about those choices. Of course, I, I didn't watch like season one. Speaking of DC, guess what they did? I think I know, but go ahead. They cut ties with Diamond Comic Distributors. Which is huge. Now, I didn't do enough research on this, but I've done research on uh, the monopoly in publishing in the past for the last 25 years or so, maybe 30. Mm -hmm. um, Diamond Diamond Distributors has had a a stranglehold on the industry. It's a monopoly. For some reason, nobody cares. I mean, everybody cares, but the government doesn't care. No. And so basically, if you want to publish, you know, at a, at a national level, you got to go through Diamond. There's nobody else. Mm-hmm. And this has caused all kinds of problems in the industry because they can force all kinds of deals onto small comic shops that don't necessarily want 300 copies of not Batwoman number one, but they have to take them. And there's all kinds of you know rules about like buybacks and you used to be able to unsold stuff. You could just. You tear the cover off and you could like sell back basically to the distributor, you know, now because it's a monopoly, you don't have that. So they can, they set the uh, terms, they set the rules. Right. And DC, for whatever reason, has had enough. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know. um, We're live. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) This story came out like two days ago. It's still developing. I was just just trying to look and see if there's any um, updates in the story. So we don't know why they did this. We know that there has been a huge shuffle uh, at the top at DC recently with the departure of uh, Dan Didio. Mm -hmm. And so we don't know why this is happening. I've got a couple theories. Okay. They're on to something. Yeah. They're they're doing something. Right. Um, They have... um, they have announced that they're going to uh, distribute through um, Lunar Distribution and UCS Comic Distributors, okay. um, which are two ex- existing distributors that obviously can't compete uh, or haven't been able to compete with uh, Diamond at this level. Um, and they've kind of been using them, I think, or, or contracting with them during the closure oh, during due COVID. to COVID. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. because of COVID, if there was a time to strike, it was now. Right. Well, especially as things are starting really to. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. 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 Uh, as, as, uh, as things are ramping up, this is the this is when the iron is the hottest. Right. Yeah. 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 And number two. Clearly, no huge company does anything without looking, thinking of themselves. Oh, absolutely. so I'm wondering if they're going to try some uh, hero's world situation. 
What does that mean? A hero's world situation is in the late 80s, early 90s, Marvel tried to go into business for itself. And they broke with Diamond. I think Diamond was their distributor at the time. And basically mm-hmm. went into their own business. They were going to publish Marvel Comics. Um, Epic, maybe? Not Epic. So they had a couple side brands that okay. they owned or were connected to. And it's like, we're, we're doing ourselves. Yeah. And they screwed everything up. Books were late, never showed up. They were not ready for prime time. Okay. That all fell apart. Marvel yeah. came crawling back to Diamond. And Diamond has just ruled it has held illimitable dominion over yeah. the entire comic industry since then. Right. What if DC's pulling a hero's world and they're going to distribute on the, on their own? Yeah, I would not be surprised if that were the case. And they have a huge corporate backing in Warner Brothers, who yeah. I think has always just kind of been like, oh, you guys still make those comics? Yeah, fine. <laughs> but they could pull this off. Now, theoretically, yeah. Disney could also pull this off. So what yes. if Disney goes, hmm, it's pretty sneaky, sis. Yeah. And in, in two months, there is no more diamond because both the big two just went, yeah, screw it, and just did their own thing. That would actually be kind of amazing, I think. Well, I don't want to see everybody at Diamond lose their jobs, well, but no, I would like to see competition in, in the market. I, I would, too. And, um, you know, I think, like you said, I, maybe because it's comics, the government doesn't care. <laughs> But like no, they cared, they they cared in the fifties. I know they cared a lot in the fifties. Um, so <coughs> yeah, I don't know why this has been able to go on for as long as it has. It's it's just it's just not good for business. And then when Diamond makes collective decisions, and they can they they literally they have they just here here's the thing they just have way too much control. Yeah, and that's. That's a problem. Um, and, and I don't think that, you know, it. I think it's really, it's great when companies can work together. I think it's really bad when you rely so heavily on another company. It, like, it's almost, it's it's like detrimental. You know, I just, um, so I think, like you said, uh, diversifying is good. Um, I, I hope that DC is able to pull this off. Um, it kind of, I mean, at least, you know, with the, the experience that they've had with, with these, these companies, it sounds like they've, they've tested it at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they'll be more prepared than Marvel was. And the third option is it's completely, well, it's, is it altruism or is it self-protection? But they're like, why not? Comic stores are closing not just because of COVID, but right. now totally because of business restrictions. It's they are an endangered species at this point. They are. So maybe Jim Lee, you know, as like the head honcho over there, is like, what if we just did this to literally keep the the conduit to our customers alive? Yeah, right. And right. to try to lessen the restrictions on comic shops and give them more freedom uh, in ordering. And then uh, you know, ten percent off. <laughs> yeah. There you Push go. the product, right? Right. I mean, we're not. We're making money off of this. Wait, wait, right, right, right. Um, so we'll see. Uh, co- corporate partner or corporate parent Warner Brothers yeah. is offering free rentals of their new film, Just Mercy, to encourage racism education. 
No. I think I, I saw something about this. There yes. ain't no way that anybody could have planned this. But could this have gone better, <laughs> to, at least for the people behind Just Mercy? Probably they were gonna They're going to make no money. Well, they already made their money. It's really the uh, Warner Brothers that's missing out. They're not yeah. making any uh, ticket sales here or, or, or theater sales. Yeah. But this is a movie. Of, uh, it's based on a true story. Yes. Um, uh, Forrest Whitaker plays uh, a southern minister who takes in a former KKK member uh, who's trying to turn his life around. And then the, you know, story of of tension and uh, conflict, but uh, probably ultimately a healing resolution that happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a trailer for it when we went to see a movie, one of the last movies we saw this year. I think it was Emma. I think it was Emma, too. And yeah. um, I thought, eh, looks a little by the numbers, but seems like it's heart's in the right place. But now they're just going to basically let people rent this and it's probably the right move at this time probably i think it's a two weeks ago it became the smartest move you could do yeah (laughs) yeah so that's good news and um i guess we can also update people on that when we uh get more information about that i would say just google just mercy and see if uh if you want to check that movie out um that's the movie where and i'm sure forrest whitaker does great in it he's always great but yeah i think the Minister in real life uh, had male pattern baldness. He's got that horseshoe of hair. Yes. And Forrest Whitaker has been lucky enough to uh, keep his hair all these all these years. Right. So they do the thing where they shave his pate, but they don't put any makeup on it. So it just looks like an actor who's shaved the top of his yeah, head. Right. Tiniest detail. Not important at all, but <laughs> just always kind of roll my eyes a little bit at that. What are, what are other companies doing? Uh, Sony announced uh, there's been a lot of um, uh, tension and um, and uh, whispers and um, yeah. um, information being released about the PS5. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which also the next uh, level of Xbox is also um, there. This is a volcano Dante's Peak situation. Doesn't this happen all the time? The Xbox S or One S or... I, anyway. I cannot keep track <laughs> of is, the Xbox naming system. The point is... Uh, if you're excited about it, you're willing to watch a bunch of videos about triangles. Uh, if you're not, <laughs> just call me when it's out, right? Yeah, And right. Sony had announced last week um, that it uh, had scheduled an event for June 4th to announce okay. the PS5. Okay. Let everybody know about it. Yeah. And then on June 1st, they postponed the event. Okay. Because they're like, ah, uh, bad time. More important voices need to be heard. Okay. Yeah. I, Which I is a good move. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And an amazing move, because Sony has, for years, had the most tone-deaf PR people in the world. They're the ones that do those commercial, the, the racially insensitive like commercials that are like, what? I think. And I as a semi-expert in Japan, maybe you can tell me. Whoa. Maybe this is just you know some they're coming up with it and they don't even think about it necessarily. But at, over here. Race still a problem. Um, just to tell people what I mean, like yeah, there's yeah, yeah. a, for instance, there the I think it was the PSP. The PSP was a handheld device. Yes. It comes in like cool Sony black, like a lot of their stuff. Yeah. But as the device reached the end of its life, they were trying to jazz it up, get people to buy more of them, and so they made a white version of it. And they had an ad that was like, "It's time for white to take over" or whatever, and it was a white model a female model grabbing a black female model's face like she was in control of her. Yeah. No, and people were like, <laughs> what? That, what? That should not be okay. And, and they do stuff like that all the time. He, um, Without having a lot of, done a lot of research uh, into the subject, this is what I can say. Um, 
as I think a lot of maybe people aren't aware of this, but uh, Japan is not as um, racially or ethnically diverse as a lot of countries. What? Uh, the vast majority of the people who live in Japan are Japanese. Uh, oh, that makes sense. So, <laughs> I know, but I, I, I think maybe in in some ways there isn't necessarily the same understanding that um, diversity is important, or 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 the 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 the, the social nuances of of. Um, uh, they're, race they're, they're, being, they're coming. They're being invited to dinner. They're coming to dinner, and they don't know about the Connery Moore split in this household. Right. And they're like, "You guys seen that new James Bond movie?" And everybody's like, "Ooh, <laughs> don't talk about James Bond at the dinner table." Right, right, right. Oh, this, this looks good. <laughs> Carrie Fukunaga is gonna be awesome. Um. So that's just my general thoughts on right that. well anyway um okay. this is hopefully a step in the right direction for them yes did we talk about ryan gosling playing the wolfman we did before right did we i have heard about it yeah uh i don't know if we talked about universal it or not. because it literally they just have nothing else i'm trying to think of the saddest metaphor i can <sighs> poor universal Man. they're the little match girl didn't but the little match girl did stuff for people right didn't she she was I like very. She was instrumental enough. in making a lot of great things happen for landed white people, and she froze to death, but I became an that's angel. That's part at the of the end. story that I remember. <laughs> anyway, so. Universal just keeps pushing these matches on everybody. We're like, got a lighter, thanks, but they have to make the Universal monsters work. They don't have anything else. No, they don't. And so they're going to get Ryan Gosling and gave him enough money to play the Wolfman. Um, I heard that. Will he have he... a cane that's with a silver head? Oh, jeez. And will he basically, like, bully a woman into trying into dating him? Let's hope not. Let's hope they <laughs> update that and don't include that in the story at all. What if he goes full method and he, uh, you know, drinks himself almost to death? <laughs> that's not funny. Actor had a problem. Actor had a problem. Yeah, wow. But he did do that thing where he was hired to be in The Lovely Bones and he's like... I see this dad is like really fat. And so he like drank like melted ice cream for six months and then came uh, in like 45 pounds overweight. <laughs> he, he pulled a Jared Leto in uh, in the John Hinckley Jr. movie. Yeah. Uh, no, that was, who shot who shot Lennon? David, Mark David Chapman. OK. Stephen, uh, Stephen, Stephen David Chapman, the, the Christian singer. Parody, <laughs> parody. Quickly, quickly okay. finish. Uh, I I had read something about this, and like they, I guess they brought him on pretty early on, and he's heavily evolved. I don't know what that details exactly. <laughs> but, Does he have wings? Well, no. What are I, you talking about? Well, I don't know if he's involved with the writing. Oh, but involved. I guess, I yes, he, I thought you said he evolved. Oh, evolved like a no, Digimon. No, but I think at one point he was actually contemplating not only starring in but directing this. But they talked him down to just starring. <laughs> no, because Alex Kurtzman has to direct it. So uh... they're actually working out who's going to direct it right now, and it's uh, look for an Akiva Goldsman on this one. Wow! Don't you think it's time to come back? Yeah, I bet maybe. he's fighting really hard. Probably, probably fine for it. They yeah. keep if they're the little match girl. Not only are they trying to sell the matches, but then they turn around and you know that thing where you light them, but then you put it out and you. Can you smell it? Is that a thing? <laughs> or they're trying know. to do that trick. They're trying to do the trick where you flip the book over and you, you light the match. Oh, sure. Without 
Or they're doing the thing where they isn't it cool to see a whole book book full of matches go just up at go once? And fire. They are yeah. just killing themselves. Uh, speaking of people who are killing themselves, I'm not sure if this is true, uh, but uh, Kate Blanchett is going to be in that Borderlands movie. Borderlands is a yes. video game. Yes, very popular one at that. Although yep. it came out a while ago now. Eli Roth is going to direct it. Yeah. So it's already dead to me. Yeah. I and know. then for some reason. Kate Blanchett's going to be in it. I don't Kate. understand. Kate. Why? You just decided to do TV. Isn't that enough of a step down for you? You're going to be in an Eli Roth video game movie? Yeah. It's That's weird. going direct to video? Yeah. Is it going direct <laughs> no, to I'm video? No, I'm just trying to add. I'm trying oh, to put oh, more okay. hats on. Okay, okay, And okay. being produced by um, De Laurentiis III or something like that? Like, what? <laughs> and they're going to insert porn scenes into it? Like, come on, Kate. What, what's going on? That's She's playing Lilith, who is a... Um, one of the characters in the first game, um, she, she's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not 50. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what's going on here. I don't either. I, I don't know. Uh, is is Kate Blanchett worried that she's not relevant anymore? Because I don't think that's true. Um, I feel like she has always, unlike some actresses, yeah. no names. It's just Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, been comfortable being as old as she is. For the most part. Well, why? I, I don't understand. Is she like maybe a huge fan of Borderlands and we just don't know? That it? would make her even more awesome than she already is. But, you know, she did do Elizabeth the Golden Age. So maybe her decision making thing is broken. Whoa. Whoa. I could see Jessica Chastain doing this. Although she's kind of calmed down on bad movies, too, hasn't she? She was in a bad, um, lot of bad movies. Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen her in much lately besides the last X-Men But the character's film, like, so, well, which was you not picked great. the baddest one of all. I know. Uh, but the character's a redhead, and, you know, it just seems like maybe yeah. Kate, Kate's like, not this time. <laughs> Knocks elbows. I wanted to be <laughs> the, the, not Lila in uh, <laughs> the days of Phoenix past or whatever. <laughs> Huge X-Men fan. And one more story before we go. Netflix has closed a deal. To buy Hollywood's Egyptian theater. Really? Yes. Are we okay with this? No. (sighs) No. But I love how on one side of it they're like, hey man, streaming movies are just like regular movies. You know, we we, we deserve all the glory, laud, and honor or whatever. And then it's like, meanwhile, they're buying a theater. A, a that's very in LA, so they can literally just Hollywood go theater. show it once, <laughs> show it once at the Egyptian. Yeah, right. On December thirty first at eleven fifty nine, and we are eligible to. Does that is that is that grants it a legitimacy? Wow, wow. It is. Uh, if you don't know, it is a historical theater. <laughs> yeah. Been around since nineteen twenty two. Um, I don't know what Sid Grauman's thing was, but he uh, loved opening these crazy theaters like uh, the Chinese theater. Right. And this is the Egyptian theater. Mm-hmm. And maybe there is a Norwegian theater. We can only hope. <laughs> but the sure. snack bar is not well attended. <laughs> a lot of lefse. Yes. A yes. lot of lie. Yeah. Just the stench of lie. <laughs> As you walk into the building. Not, 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 uh, not great. Not great.
Now I bring the question back. Yeah. Is there a good Wonder Woman story? And Wonder Woman's yeah. dance, well. say out of my Star Spangled Panties. <laughs> when you think about, and it also some of these characters, like when you ask a question like that, I, I realize it's not totally fair. Ironically, the long, long history of the character works against a question like that because you go, well, where do we start? And I would right. go, I don't know where we start because Batman has The Dark Knight Returns. The Dark Knight Strikes Back. Just kidding. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Death in the Family. The um, long Halloween. Long Halloween. Hush. Yeah. Dark right. Victory. All those uh, sale uh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jeff Loeb, sorry. Uh, Superman. He's got. We can do this. He's got uh, the death is, of Superman. He's got um, what's the really great one that we we've read for the show? Um, that like he he Kingdom like, Come was it Kingdom? Yeah, Kingdom Come. Well, that's in Elseworlds, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know he's got uh, John Burns reboot of Superman. He's got all the classic wacky Jimmy Olsen is a gorilla fifties adventures and mm-hmm. Silver Age. He's got all this great stuff. Wonder Woman, go. Um, I haven't read all of it, but I guess I would argue a lot of. George Perez's stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um That's kind of like the John Byrne thing. Yeah, okay. But the the man for the man who has everything, mm-hmm. uh Laurie Lamaris, uh the existence of Lois Lane, the best character in comics. Lois uh, Lane's sorry, great. we were talking about uh Wonder Woman. Go ahead. Steve Trevor's uh pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh I Here's what I've got for Wonder wow, Woman. Okay. I've got the George Perez reboot. I've got she fought Artemis for the, the title of Wonder Woman one time. Um, she turned, she was a spy in the 60s. That was kind of cool. Um, I, I got nothing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I got nothing. I feel like, I feel like a bad Wonder Woman fan. I feel like I need to read more Wonder Woman comics to really answer this question well. No, the answer would be, yeah, that wasn't really, really all that good. Oh, okay. And the problem is, how do you tell people say you can write a story about Superman? You absolutely can write a story about Superman. Sure. If you can write a story about, say, James Bond's never going to die, right? Right. But we don't want, you know, Largo to get his hands on the warheads, you know, or we don't want Goldfinger to steal all the gold in Fort Knox, or right. we don't want, I don't know, whatever the hell Drax is going to do. Mm-hmm. He's got a bunch of idiots on Earth that he's got to protect. Yeah. Superman. Right. That's you could tell there's a million stories you can tell about Superman. I, and I the fact that he is not vulnerable, and I don't mean invulnerable, I mean not vulnerable, is yeah. not that important. Wonder Woman is literally a goddess. Yes. <laughs> there is nothing she can't do. Mm-hmm. She's not made from clay now, thanks to Retcon, but she's it made her even more powerful. She's a demigoddess. She is a daughter of Zeus. Yeah, right. She can literally it's like Jesus comics. <laughs> what are you gonna do yeah i know and a lot of it is just like this namby pamby stuff about like the way this opens well we'll talk about greg Greco's writing later but it's all this like uh, i'm an ambassador to man and i wish that the world was nicer to each other and then she gets attacked by snakes or something like that and it's like oh boy why can't it be nicer well i think <laughs> cares? I, I i think i guess part of the 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 issue uh, with with this character uh, and and writing well writing for this character it is um, not not only is, is she um, 
a goddess, but I think that she, you know, she also is, is supposed to, you know, on a certain sense, she has this real purity to her. But like, be, because of that, in some ways, it maybe it's hard to uh, tempt her with things, and, and she's, you know, r- incredibly virtuous. But I Ted mean, Superman, go. Yeah, I mean, I guess you put Lois Lane in trouble. Tempt Batman, but... go. I don't think that's a problem. If you're talking okay. about, let let me change but add on to your argument. If okay. you're talking about this sexist idea that we have of a woman as being inviolable, uh, especially a, w- a woman you know born of clay, uh, for, and a virgin from the Isle of Lesbos or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, Wonder Woman's danced. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess she's she's had she's had sex. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, yeah. But not much. No. You always know what's going on, like, behind closed doors in the married Kent's, like, uh, high-rise apartment. Mm-hmm. And Batman gets it on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, Wonder Woman has to stand apart and be, like, this untouchable Just figure. Be, like, and it's yeah, like, right. can't that's, she... Yeah. That's part of what I was trying to yeah. say. Now, yeah. Now, it's kind of baked into her character because she is a perpetual fish out of water. Right. And I think modern comics have done a lot to make her bridge that gap more. It isn't the... Oh, I don't know what a revolving door is, you know, <laughs> of the Wonder Woman film. Yeah. That isn't film. Right. But yeah, she'll always sort of stand apart. And it's hard to root for her because Superman literally comes from another galaxy. I, I think they've retconned that Krypton is was in our galaxy now, but he comes from, he's an alien. Yes. But the cool thing is that he grew up here. He was raised so by he's, humans. he is yeah. one of us. Yes. He's a human. Yes. No matter what his DNA says. Right. Batman is an aristocratic asshole <laughs> who much. suffered this tragedy and will do whatever he can to defend anybody of any economic stripe. Yes. Wonder Woman is, you know, an aristocrat and really has no just deigns to spend time with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she looks she, down like, on us. She fights for justice. She fights but... for justice, but it's just all sort of like, oh, ice cream, great. <laughs> you know? I, I, I I honor thee for thy ice cream. <laughs> now I'm not saying that she has to be humble, but no. they, I don't think they've ever found a, a way to make that in, an interesting part of her character. And I think that there are so many interesting contradictions in her character. She's an ambassador of peace that fights for war. She right. is somebody who's trying to change how women are viewed in society by beating up a bunch of men. It's true. <laughs> which sends ends a mixed message. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, depending on where we are in her personal mythology, she can or cannot go back to Paradise Island. So she's somebody right. who is separated from their home. Right, and their family. But what's her ultimate goal? To get back to that home? Then we lose our hero and we lose our stories. And so they got rid of that eventually. But they always bring it back. And the, at the core of the character that they keep resetting, like Batman, okay, he had purple gloves and a gun when right. he first came out. Yeah. We got rid of that. But the idea of a guy who suffered a tragedy and wants to fight crime so nobody has to experience that, that's, that's eternally renewable. Yes. Whether you turn Batman into Jim Gordon in a robot or whatever you do to Batman, there's right. four Batmans all fighting for the mantle of Batman, which they've literally done. Um, you can always go back to Batman. Superman, same thing. Comes from another world, protects this one. There's four Superman fighting to be <laughs> Superman. <laughs> you can always reset back to Superman. Yes. But Wonder Woman is always just going to be... Whenever you have to refresh your story, it's like, I don't know what a toilet is. 
I know, and then <laughs> we also I mean? have to like reemphasize she's unrelatable. that she's a goddess, and she's like she's yeah, a great yeah. She's a great character for the main character to know, but I, she's just unre- you can't relate to her. She's a great role model, yeah. But is she really a hero? Well, she. Mm. She she's not an audience surrogate. Um, I yeah. mean, but like, <sighs> no, she's the complete opposite of an audience. Yeah, surrogate. right, right, right. Because she has no she has no idea what's going on, and it's all about stuff that you understand basically. Like that's true innately. Yes. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um. So. I think I mentioned this off air, but the 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 new fifty two Wonder Woman. I like how that started. Um, I like the the that we're you know dealing with the Greek gods and she has to you know deal with a lot of stuff with. Are that. we talking about the book now? Uh, no, I was just I was I was talking about New Fifty Two real quick. Oh, okay. Um, so I like how I like how it started, and I, I like that the Greek gods were involved because that hasn't always happened with her stories. Um, but I think that it, you know, as it went on, it lost its way. And I just don't know if they, they just didn't know what they were doing. Like they know Azarello does not know how to write a story that long. Um, but it just kind of was like, I thought we were working up to something and it just seems like it kind of just fell flat. And yes, it's, it's upsetting because I, I like the character of Wonder Woman a lot, but why can't we write better stories for her? That's what we're asking right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I know. We're asking it. Yes, that is what we're asking. <laughs> Here's a question I'm asking. Why do people I don't know who are clearly bots on Facebook keep liking the video I took of the burned, burned down Super America on Lake Street? I have no idea. Sorry, Speedway. I, I don't know. That's weird. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about the Heiketea. Yes. Let's talk about it. This is written, as we said, by Greg Rucka, first work that he did for Wonder Woman, and penciled by J.G. Jones. Mm -hmm. It received high praise, high praise, Mm -hmm. uh, when it first came out. Um, A lot of people said that it explored an interesting new aspect of the character of Wonder Woman, focusing on her as a person, her character, you know, being a goddess, but being tied to, you know, these rules mm. of goddesses and magic mm-hmm. and how she feels about that and her role. And uh, also Batman's in it. <laughs> yes. What'd you think? Um, I think it was a little overly simplistic and maybe that's uh, being too kind. Um, I, I, I feel well, like. Well, don't be kind. Well, I feel like I usually like. I feel like I like a lot of Greg Rucka's work. Um, I didn't hate it. I I just didn't. Uh, I didn't love it. Um, so the I just want to mention really quick, the cover art is Batwoman's boot on. I mean Batwoman is uh, uh, Wonder Woman's boot on Batman's head, uh, which is such a strong image. Yeah. Could and this be the most oversold yes. like comic of all time? Yes, yes, because that's like so cool. It's like, whoa, what is going to happen in this comic? Because Wonder Woman and Batman have worked alongside each other for years. They're friends, they're colleagues, they care about each other. You know, they help each other through through stuff. So what is going to happen 
for this moment to happen? Answer, nothing. Not really a whole lot. <laughs> nothing at all. Uh, it, so that it, was disappointing. Yeah, it, it is. I don't know. It's like um, maybe 144 pages. Maybe yeah. not even that long. It's not super long. No, it's... Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know what to say. Like, it probably could have been a miniseries, but like you said, I don't think there's even enough material for a miniseries here. But you could have a miniseries if you decided, this is, oh, we don't, we're talking around this, people don't know what it's about. Yeah. Um, a, a young woman approaches Wonder Woman. Yes. And she is, and I can't remember if they even tell us why or how, but she is uh, aware of, she possesses a ritual that essentially she studied Greek mythology and sure. Stuff well, I like know that. how to do it too. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to kiss Wonder Woman's leg. <laughs> uh, can't wait to see her. Uh, uh, I she performs this ritual, which basically binds Diana to her service. Yes. Um, we, I think we're told that she can refuse this, but she decides yes. not to. Yes. Uh, and so basically, it's a gesh, or a G E A S. It's pronounced gesh. Uh, and where she has to protect this girl no matter what may come. Yes. And she starts to feel a little trepidation about this because she, as a goddess, she can see supernatural figures and she sees the figures of the Irenes, the kindly ones. Yeah. Uh, hanging out. And she's like, that doesn't seem good. Right. And it turns out that this woman has been killing people, killing men who she blames for the death of her sister, who mm-hmm. in a real... It's a real stock plot. Uh, made her way to Hollywood or whatever. Gotham City, I guess, in this case. Right. A big, big uh, film uh, industry in, Holly- in Gotham City. Apparently. And got sucked into drugs and porn and yada, yada. You know the rest because yeah. it's an old, old story, Greg Rucka. And then was killed somehow. I love, how, I love all these you know pl- pro-women uh, authors who are always writing about women getting killed and raped. Um, yeah, yeah. And cool. so anyway, so she, she blames these men. She's going to kill them. Batman is after her because she's killing in his city and he runs up against her new protector, Wonder Woman. And you think, holy shit, this is going to be the best comic ever. Mm-hmm. We got three issues of Batman. You know, all the t- people go crazy. People get super hard for Batman trying to take down Superman. Yeah. Let's see him try to take down Wonder Woman. Right. And to be fair, they did this in. Doot doot. Boop, 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 boop. I think in Hush, he fights Wonder Woman, right? Gosh. In some miniseries in the in the aughts, okay. he does. And it's like, no, I've got my bat magic thing that uh-huh. I'm going to use to fight against Wonder Woman. And it's like, okay, it's cool. But here's your chance to do that. Yes. And here's your chance to see their relationship push to the breaking point. Right. In a way similar to their exchanges in Kingdom Come. When Diana spends most of her time sort of talking to Superman, mm-hmm. but Bruce's totally on the um you know the anarchy side let the superhumans decide on their own and wonder woman is on the you know we need to control the superhuman side Mm -hmm. and they come to blows over that thing you could have that for three issues yeah and instead she steps on his head and that's pretty much the end of it (laughs) she steps on his head and he's like "Mm, well i guess i won't be getting this murderer tonight but soon right and then he shows up at the end and uh wonder woman uh blows it the girl kills herself (laughs) It's just like, I know. Yay! And you know how I knew it was going to suck? How? Here's how it opens. It was never this cold on the theme of Skira. <sighs> <laughs> this, like, this is like the first story a comic writer has ever written. 
this is like the thing that this is the kind of dialogue that's at the back of your portfolio that you hope that nobody reads up to, right? It's not great. I mean, I he's not my favorite writer, but he's done good stuff. Mm-hmm. He's done really solid stuff in a, and not just in superhero comics in a lot of different areas. Yeah, and I get that this is two thousand two and it's early, but it's just like a guy. I don't know. I don't know. Why does it? How come women aren't writing Wonder Woman? Why is, is Peter David writing Wonder question. Woman? Yeah, Why is right, Greg right. Rucker writing Wonder Woman? Why is Bryson Azzarello writing Wonder Woman? Yeah, right. Why is this happening? Do you know? Because yeah. it's yeah. always some guys go, oh, this is going to be an edgy story. It's going to be edgy. She's going to defend women. See, this woman, she gave her heroin and she's in porn. Right. right. <laughs> so it's just it's just stock. The whole thing is stock. Mm-hmm. And I'd forgive it if there was some cool Batman's got a run a jet into Wonder Woman and try to blow her up or something like that. How far are they going to take this? Mm-hmm. The answer is not at all. And the rest of the story is you've seen it a million times. Yeah. Would like to mention really quick. Like the art? <laughs> art was fine. It's never clear to what the Furies can and can't do. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they can mess with them and sometimes not. And, 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 and traditionally in mythology, the Furies don't they don't do anything to you. They drive you to do suicide things. and self-harm. Because, I don't know, they're really naggy or something like that. It doesn't matter. They're, they're, they're magic. Somehow they do it. So you were going to start. You were going to say uh, something. Well, I was... Okay, two things. Um, one, I would have liked to see more of the Furies. I, I would have... Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, barely in it. They're, they're barely in it. They're interesting, but make them more interesting. And, like, you know, what is really going on here? Like, at one point, the the girl who, is, who has done these murders uh, tells Diana the whole truth. And she tells her that the Furies came to her and told her that she had to do this, that she had to murder these guys. And Diana tells her, well, that was the law 3,000 or 300,000. I don't remember how many, you know, it was the law a long time ago. It's not the law anymore. So I want to know, and this isn't something that is not explored at all, if the Furies did this for this one girl, are the Furies doing this all the time? Are they whispering in people's ears, like, you have to get revenge for this murder or for this death because of, you know, this, this, and this, and this is who you have to kill? Well, I think it's a ripoff of Sandman. Oh, okay. Because this is just a graphic novel. It's not connected to or builds up anything in the actual comic. But this is literally what happens in Sandman. Like the Furies are supposed to do their job, but Morpheus pisses them off. Morpheus also pisses off a member of his family. And so that member of his family goes to the Furies and goes, you hate this prick, right? Mm -hmm. And so they all kind of conspire to mess with Morpheus um, to hurt him. And it seems like the the Furies have it out for Diana in this. It seems that way. And yeah. we don't get any real explanation why. And we're never going to because it's just a one shot. But it, to me, it seems lifted right from the from kindly Sandman. ones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, DC stealing from DC. I guess it's fine. <laughs> but I just didn't find it to be. I don't know. I Incomplete. You know, I don't even want to yeah. give it an F. Yeah. Because I think there's there are, there's interesting stuff here, but yeah. it's just not given any. And maybe this was his audition because he went on to write Wonder Woman for three years after this. And it's just an audition for, for writing for Wonder Woman. But, man, just like, you know, Wonder Woman's boot on Batman's head. Where are we going? Right. Answer nowhere. I, I, um, I do want to mention really quick that the the ritual that the girl invokes is called Hecatia or however you pronounce it, which is what the name of the comic is. Yeah. Um. 
And which is it's a real thing. It's yes. I think it shows up in um, Greek drama, and it's you know it's a supplication basically. It's yes. something like this. Yeah. Yeah. What we see. Um, I I think that the fight between Batman and Wonder Woman could and should have been way more interesting. Um, I mean, at one point he tries to invoke Hecatia and she refuses him. Right. Which seems like kind of like a Batman thing to do. And he said, well, I had to try, but I would have liked to have seen Batman's more. Batman's intelligence changing the game and the situation. Yes. Him coming up with like some Trump Different card. That's ways like to approach Wonder right. Woman. And like him, like we only see him like approaching her about this. I think like twice. Why not do like three you know, like, you, know, or, what, you know what I mean? What could have spiced this up is, like, a third party. So what if, like, the gangs uh, of porn guys, <laughs> porn Whoa. drug guys, yeah. uh, hired Deadshot or something like that sure. to take this chick out because she's, like, killing people in their organization? Sure, yeah. And so now you've got Deadshot, Wonder Woman, and probably have to be a little tougher than Deadshot, but he's pretty tough. Deadshot, Wonder Woman, and Batman all on different ends of this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at at the end of the second act, Batman is like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to kneel down and kiss your feet. And now, so now she's got to protect the girl, but she's also kind of beholden to Batman and they're all sort of manipulating each other while Deadshot's trying to kill everybody. That would have been so much more interesting. <laughs> yeah, it would have. I, I don't know. Yeah, I... This is like a pitch. This is like something that never gets made. This is something mm-hmm. that you put in your in your material and they and somebody reads it and goes... That's an interesting kind of different thing to do with Wonder Woman. Uh, let's let's get some uh, ideas or some treatments from this guy. But there's but you don't publish this. There's just nothing really here. Yeah, I just. But think, I'll tell you something. What? It was never this cold on Themyscira. Oh my god! The last line as well. Uh, That's just like uh, like hacky high writing. High school form writing. Yeah. It yeah. Just, uh, um. What's your perfect Wonder Woman story? Wow, what a question. What is my perfect Wonder Woman story? Um, I would like to see a story where we really see um, uh, Diana struggle with what the right thing is to do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And because I think she just, she just, she, she has a very strong moral compass and she just, always trust that but i would like to see her you know really question something for once and and really struggle for something as well and um you know maybe need to seek input from some of her peers or something like that she's got peers she's got the minotaur sure she's got uh she's got the minotaur that's her cast of characters is not great and let's be fair her rogues gallery sucks too. It's not very yeah, good. Yeah, I know. I would like to see some rogues that aren't mythology. I'd like to see her just have some adventures. Let's we've laid on yeah, the mythology horn for so long. Have her fight inner gang or something. Why isn't there a Wonder Woman revenge squad? Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like people. Like why doesn't like... she have a, a rogues gallery and a world like Superman's, you know? Mm-mm. And okay, again, this is somebody who has not read the majority of the last fifty years of Wonder Woman comics, but like I said, when you reset Superman, you you get a Superman that you want. When you reset Wonder Woman, you get a goony chick that doesn't know <laughs> what what a stoplight is. Right, right. And so get, get around that. Something that I don't 
think that they I, I like it in the movies and I don't want to see it in the comics is the way that they've turned Thor into a dude. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the comics, he's like verily forsooth, you know, yeah. I, I wear my mother's drapes. And like in the movies over 10 years, yes. he's like playing Fortnite and he's got a craft beer that he likes. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I like this. There's a reason I hang around in this world. I like it. Yeah. Right, if right, right. Dinah loves man's world so much. Let's see her loosen up. See her relate to it a little bit. She's more. always, yeah, she's always so weird. And we can always have that, an air of like distance and, and people not knowing how to approach her or whatever. But let, let's see her loosen up a little bit. And like, you know, you can, I don't know. And I don't know how to, I'm sure she's got a favorite Italian restaurant or something like that. But right. I don't know how to really like admit that in the world of the book, but that's not my job. <laughs> but I want to, I want to feel closer to her i I want there to be uh, warmth there i want to know how she'll feel and react to things and not just i bring you love right let's bring it love (laughs) don't let it get away break its legs (laughs) would you recommend this it's the best it 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 was hailed as the best wonder woman story ever when it came out in 2002 by comics publishers weekly Um, who needed to sell i don't honestly I don't know that I would. It's not, I don't hate it, but it's not great. I think that they're, I don't know, man. I think that I got a lot of reading to do and, huh. um, there, there's gotta be a it's better like Ferdinand or something. Wonder, yeah. Right. I can't remember the name of the Minotaur. Sorry. Go ahead. Wow. Ferdinand after Ferdinand the bull. <laughs> that actually might be what it is. Oh my gosh. Um, Wow. <sighs> Woo woo. Yeah, right. Uh at a candy. <laughs> um but I I got to hope this isn't the best. You and our I best mean? minds ha- are stumped too. Like dude, I I enjoyed it, but remember I wouldn't go with it. Remember the Grant Morrison Earth 1 Wonder Woman story? Uh what was that one again? Excuse me. Um it's Yannick Paquette was on pencils and it's basically, she's from Themyscira. She comes to man's world. Eddie Candy is like a stripper or something like that. I'm just describing. I'm just describing. Yeah. Right. right Steve right. Trevor's black. Uh-huh. And I know you'll remember when she's like, Oh, I like you put this collar on so we can do it. Oh yeah. Okay. Now I remember it. <laughs> so I do remember that. Um, wow. Um, and that's like Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison, yeah, yeah, you got yeah. ideas about everything. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, we could put you on Plastic Man, and you could go for twenty years. Right, right. This is the best. This is the, the best you've got for Wonder Woman. I know. I just find that Are you having a laugh. Hard to. Are you having a laugh. <laughs> Would you recommend this? Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Read what people say was the best Wonder Woman story. Get frustrated, and then some. One of the people that read it will be inspired to create something amazing. And there you go. Maybe be the future. She will be the future uh, best writer ever on Wonder Woman. Sorry, I don't know, Gail Simone or whoever's written on Wonder Woman. That's a woman. <laughs> uh, I think that's a good way to approach it. But I don't love it. No. Can you recommend a different Wonder Woman story right now? Um, I think we read the first run on uh, George, George Perez, Perez and so. Vesper Lind. Yeah. What? Vesper Lind. 
Vesper Lynn. You just really like Vesper. Yeah. Oh, no. Stop it. It's an inside joke. Uh, yeah. Fans of the show. Okay. Oh, no. Wow. Um, that's all you got? That's, like I said, I got a lot of reading to do. I would recommend the Wonder Woman TV show from <laughs> the late go. 70s, early 80s. Okay. Because it's fun. Sure. And she's skateboarding and and you know doing all kinds of crazy stuff right and it doesn't you know it's just it's like silver age yeah it's like silver age stories but like you know with like blown out hair in the 70s and they don't really do a lot of character development but it's just like she just goes on adventures and steve trevor's like a kind of doofus that she's got to save all the time and it's it's just like a female superman you know i think that that's a Good point that you bring up. Horse Leachman's her mom. <laughs> there you go. It's awesome. Um, they need to make Wonder Woman more fun. Just that's what they need to do. But she can't have fun. I think she can have fun. She she's, no, it's she's, tragedy. That this is this is a a downer and a bummer because Greg Rucka thinks he's so smart that he dug up this obscure Greek word and he structured it like a tragedy. The main yeah, character, right, right, right. You know. Is, is does kill her she is driven to kill herself at the end and he's yeah. like I did a good job I made a comic book boring like a Greek play <laughs> he probably had to be talked out of having her gouge her eyes out or something like that oh wow so no I say screw it no no wow <laughs> yeah watch uh, watch uh, Lyle Wagoner R.I.P. Uh, have fun with Linda Carter instead there you go that's what I say <laughs> Wonder Woman What? We did it. We did it. We're back. 
Sometimes when it's live and you're producing yourself, there are some technical difficulties. Oh, no. But here we are. Here we are. Ready to sign off on this show. And let us know, dear listeners, if you know of a good Wonder Woman story. Yes. I'm sure they're out there, and I want to hear all about them, but I don't want no Mike Diodato art. That's my one dist- that's my one restriction. <laughs> and you can let us know on social media, at Facebook and Twitter, by going to Just Enough Trope. And let us, let us know. Give us your suggestions. Um, is it the 60s? She's a, a mod spy. This really remember this this really happened. Yeah, yeah. Agent Diana Pierce. Right. Prince. Yes. Who's Diana Pierce? Does she like change her name as like part of a code? No, I don't think no, I'm just saying like why oh. would I say Diana Pierce? I, it's I, Prince. I don't know. Uh was Diana Pierce a reporter? Pierce. Yeah. Get, wow. get Pierce and Prince. <laughs> Let us know. Also you can find us on your subscription service of choice. We're on all of them. Here's yes. a couple we're on. Pod uh, Podcast Addict. Box. Did I tell you about the Victor Reader scam? No. So, like, a huge chunk of our listenership is on Victor Reader, which oh, yeah, is okay. not a service that I can tell, but it's Victor Reader is a device that you can, like, listen to podcasts on. And it comes from, like, a specific company. And I'm like, what is this thing? Mm-hmm. I spent, like, a day trying to track down Victor Reader. Mm-hmm. So, if you're listening to us on a Victor Reader device, welcome, I guess. I don't, I don't know how that is different than getting it on a... Like iTunes or, or whatever. But yeah, we're all over the place. You can always find us. So please check us out. Uh, when you find us or subscribe to us on those services, give us a review and a rating because we really appreciate it. We want to know with the rating how you think we're doing. And we need a high number in that review. I mix that up, but that's okay. Uh, to know, uh, so the computers that run everything, like 1984. <laughs> there you go. Like 1984. Get your sledgehammer out. And uh, <laughs> let those computers know that you think we're doing a good job. And to that end, give us five boots on heads that don't go anywhere. <laughs> Real lost opportunity. Yes. They came up with such a strong image. I know. <sighs> I know. I know. Plus, if you're Batman, why, why not just go to Superman and go, uh, can you deal with it for me, please? <laughs> like, what's going on? One in, one demigod to another. Can you guys work this out? He's embarrassed. I'm trying to take this murderer yeah, I know, to jail. Right. right. Uh, so give us five stars, and uh, we'd appreciate that. Uh, we are done for this week. We'll be back next week. Just reminding you, we're going to read that Days of Hate comic. Yes. So check that out. And until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikahana. Keep the geek fires burning. Yeah.